0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This
2: is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan
1: by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952
2: for pro football
0: that's what we call a sack lunch nom, 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 nom.
2: this is football Sunday with Mike and Rashad wouldn't kill you
1: we play some competitive sports once in a while would it
2: oh, would that make you love me football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 the fan Hour two of two here on football Sunday. We got lots of NFL to get to here in this hour. If you missed any of our first hour, we talked about Oregon winning in the Pac-12 championship game to make the Rose Bowl. And we talked about the college football playoff rankings coming out as well as some fantasy scramble stuff. Uh, It'll be posted on the Lush Up Tires podcast after the show. We didn't get a chance to do any of our uh, hot NFL picks. Uh, Just quickly, the the two that I took today, uh, I took Baltimore minus six against the bills and i took seattle plus one against the rams
1: i didn't even look to be honest I those those were my two that. picks
2: well that's okay I, I know you're that's not totally your thing that's why i was just giving the picks quickly um <laughs> and uh was able to uh kind of I, I already made those picks on thursday so they're oh, they're okay. in my phone they're they're ready to go
1: honestly we d- we for, totally forgot to do that as far as look at the spreads well, well I, I did at well yeah did. we
2: got we got Derailed by college football playoff and Oregon talk and fantasy. It's okay. Those are my picks. And uh, hopefully they work out for me. And if any of you did them the same, then hopefully they work out for you as well. Let's get into the NFL. And I want to start by apologizing, repenting, confessing my sins, and the fact that I believe that Lamar Jackson was going to be a total bust in the NFL. I should have known better because I watched Lamar Jackson quite a bit at Louisville. And, uh, as much as I watched him and saw that he could throw the football, I also in the NFL watching his very early stuff went, he can't throw the football. But for some reason, I forgot that I watched him throw the football quite effectively at Louisville granted to a lot of open receivers, but still he had a nice spiral. He wasn't incapable of throwing the football. And, um, I forgot about that. And then I didn't put into consideration that, well, he didn't start right away, right? He was drafted last pick in the first round. The Ravens traded up to get him, and he was going to sit behind Joe Flacco mm-hmm. and uh, get himself some time. I didn't take that into account. I just thought, well, it'll take time. He'll get a little bit better, but he's going to be a gimmicky, gimmicky player. I mean, man, scouts were saying he should be a wide receiver, not a quarterback, right? I bought in too much into that as well. And... I have been very, 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 very wrong about Lamar Jackson. Now, throughout this season, as he was performing the way he was performing, I kind of felt like this is great, but where is the wall going to hit? Because at some point, even for the best young quarterbacks, there's a little bit of a wall. You kind of get – you're like, oh, crap, I got to learn how to play in this really, really difficult NFL, right? They're pressuring me constantly, and it's really, really tough – And it didn't happen, or it has yet to happen, I should say. And I thought it was going to come with him throwing the football, and that's yet to happen. Now, he's throwing picks, right? He's not the perfect passer, but he's a good enough passer that it keeps teams off of his legs consistently, and he's good enough with his legs that even when they're on it, he can't get tackled. Week by week, I'm becoming more and more in love with Lamar Jackson as a quarterback in the NFL. So I apologize. I was wrong. Lamar Jackson is, is very good. He will likely win the MVP this year over Russell Wilson. And, um, he's Mike Vick, but better because he throws better than Mike Vick did. And I think that if he keeps this up and he gets to be a, a maybe a, a more useful or more accurate or more consistent, more frequent, whatever you want to say, passer, you might even start to see Steve young comparisons come in for him, which Look, that, that might be saying a lot too early, but in terms of just his ability to dominate the game both ways, I mean, it's, it's incredible. He's been absolutely incredible, and the Ravens are a joy to watch, and they are damn near unstoppable when they're going. I remember watching their game against the Rams a couple weeks ago. The Rams tried everything, and the Ravens scored on almost every single drive. It was insanity. So, bravo, John Harbaugh, bravo, uh, Ozzie Newsome, GM, and uh, bravo, Lamar Jackson, for proving me very, very wrong. And a lot of other sports people who were kind of on the Lamar Jackson's going to stink train. He has been incredible. Really, really good.
1: Here's a guy that, coming out of uh, college, uh, sophomore year, throws 30 touchdowns, runs for 21 of them, throws nine picks, wins the Heisman. The second year, throws more yard, throws for more yards, few, uh, few, uh, fewer touchdowns, and threw one more interception than he would have. Had more rushing yards, had three less touchdowns than he, than he did the year before. There's a dude that got better as far as being an athlete and being a quarterback his second year, uh, or excuse me, his third year as opposed to his second year. Then he goes, when he was getting ready for the draft, I, I looked at some of you guys and said, you, you people are crazy. If you think this dude should go to the U.S. What NFL, do you mean,
2: you people?
1: Oh yeah, you people. You <laughs> you people that thought that this guy should abandon everything that he's worked for and work towards his entire career as a quarterback and say that he should be a receiver. This isn't Eric Crouch, somebody who couldn't throw the ball. This isn't, you know, this isn't Tim Tebow with the the weird jump pass and stuff like that, man. This this guy did everything he was supposed to do to be a starting quarterback. And then he came out and first year didn't they go to the playoffs? Didn't Baltimore go to the playoffs last year?
2: Uh yes. He came they lost in and the, the, uh, the Chargers. They lost the Chargers. So middle of the year he came so in. So here's right?
1: a guy who couldn't throw the ball and took over for Flacco, who at one point had multiple 5000 yard, you know, or seasons or something stupid like that, like in a row. Like Flacco, as good as, you know, we don't think he was. At a point, Joe Flacco was a very good quarterback. Was never elite, but was a very good quarterback. Came in and took over for Flacco for a team that seemingly looked like they were down and out last year when lamar jackson took over for the ravens they weren't a great team they had a pretty good defense but they weren't a good team lamar jackson comes in and takes them all of the way to the playoffs but no he can't throw the ball the first game of the season he went out there and threw for like 400 yards or something like that and then has just never looked back like here's somebody that's done everything he was supposed to do and has a great coach in place he has a great defense in place he has a good offensive line in place they end up getting a good uh what we kind of considered a, a just a castaway of a of a running back and what do you know man this Ravens team looks scary they look I mean honestly if there's a team that's gonna dethrone the Patriots and become the team uh, moving forward for the next 10 years in the in the AFC you tell me a team that's Right now, that's currently it's, as it's put together, that's better than the Ravens.
2: In the AFC, there's nobody. You can't think
1: of anybody. I mean, granted, now the, Chief, the Chiefs. You could say the Chiefs. Yeah. The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, who is just a wizard as far as what he's able to do when he's healthy.
2: Who's basically so chopped liver this year because of how well <laughs> Jackson's been playing. No, Everyone's yeah, like, no, ah, yeah, all, all Mahomes of a
1: sudden, fifty touchdowns your second year. Like, what does that mean? What have you done for me lately? Type things. So we can't forget about how good Patrick Mahomes is because this time last year. We were all everybody was on the bandwagon, you know, no look passes in football. So who, who does that? We were all on the Mahomes bandwagon. So the, the cold part about that is as high as you get, you know, the fall eventually comes if you're not great all the time, you know. So we've seen great quarterbacks come out for a year and just light the world on fire. You know, the question is, is he going to be able to sustain it? And considering the way he's playing, I don't know if there's a more unique run game in football than what the Ravens can offer.
2: Oh, for sure not. And it's the college style working in the NFL, which I think most people thought would never happen, right? It's a lot of zone read runs. It's a lot of run pass options. It's a lot of multiple looks. And we've seen it at times, and it's struggled. But I think there's been a lot of uh, a lot of times that we have just thought, ah, it's not going to work long term. The only the only thing that will give me concern and it's the same with every single quarterback that's been like Lamar Jackson in the past is he might get really hurt yeah, because he does get hit hard. Now he's good about avoiding hits. He's better than Cam Newton ever was at avoiding hits. Um, But I've still seen him get hit pretty hard as he's out there as a runner because he's just a runner. That's okay. It happens. Um, That is my only concern moving forward. I'd like to see him still get a little bit better as a passer, but he's good enough. And that's, that's what matters, especially because the strength of his game is his legs. Um, I just, they're such a joy to watch. It's, it's just fun. The Ravens are fun. And it's been a while since the Ravens offense has been fun, I think. Now think about it this way. Now I know they're going to have a lower draft pick because they're going to be good, but they don't really have great receivers, right? You've got Hollywood Brown, but he's kind of a one-trick pony, really, really fast, deep threat. Uh, Willie Snead hasn't been the same. He's good, consistent, fine. Uh, Mark Andrews is probably your best receiver, your tight end. Think about drafting a really good number 1 receiver or in free agency signing one to go along with Lamar Jackson. Think about that. Think about how much better that would make the Ravens offensively if they had a true number 1 receiver. They could do that this offseason. No, yeah. And, and all of a sudden they're not just the best
1: team, they're the best team with a better player. And at that point, I mean, Baltimore has never really been a place offensively, you know, that a lot of stars have wanted to really go to you know i think steve smith went there for a little bit and played in baltimore but for the most part i can't really think of a lot of man great offensive stars wanting to say yeah let's go play in cold baltimore but if you got a guy like lamar jackson and you got a guy like john harbaugh and you've got some of those guys on defense it'd be really tough to not look at that offense and say hell i can fit in here just fine you know especially as you're talking free agency and they're willing to throw some money at somebody man now you're
2: not going to get all the touches that another team would give no, you. No, you're not. Right?
1: You're not. But you, you are going to have opportunities to make man huge plays with the guy with the really really big arm, but just seemingly no real weapons. You know, outside of Hollywood Brown. So it's just it's it's one of those things. I think the Ravens are set up perfectly to really be the team of the AFC moving forward. Everybody thinks it's the the Chiefs, and rightfully so. It's it's hard to argue with that. You know, it's hard to argue with with a guy like Mahomes and Andy Reid, but. I mean when you look at the Chiefs, they don't have as complete of a team as the Ravens do. They they don't. They don't have the, the run game that the Ravens have. They don't have uh the, the defense that the Ravens have. They have a I mean, better head coach, quite possibly, Andy Reid than John Harbaugh, but hell, John Harbaugh's done something Andy Reid hasn't, and he's beaten Belichick in the playoffs when it matters for a championship. So
0: well, as, as long as you have, I mean, John Harbaugh is one of the more underrated coaches in the NFL. You think about like at the end of Joe Flacker's tenure when he just doesn't have anything left in the tank. What are they talking about in Baltimore? Maybe it's time to move on from, from Harbaugh. What do they do? They go out, they get a guy that doesn't fit Harbaugh, what Harbaugh does offensively, what that team does offensively outside the fact that the Ravens have always loved running the ball that that's one thing that fit into what what Jackson does but he went out he got himself a future and then he said you know what this future's not going to work in what we do right now he went out and found an offensive mind that made Colin Kaepernick what Colin Kaepernick was and Colin Kaepernick isn't nearly as good of a quarterback as what Lamar Jackson is and could be and then you go you know what you made You made Colin Kaepernick a a Pro Bowl caliber guy. You got to do a a Super Bowl, you know, let's do that, Greg Roman. And so Greg Roman comes in, makes the adjustments. Next thing you know, yeah, with Harbaugh, you're always going to have the defense. You're always going to have the running game. And the one thing that's great about Lamar Jackson, he's already making his receivers better. And it's not because of the way that other quarterbacks make the receivers better and they know uh, what the matchups are before before the snap even takes place. But he does it based on his innate ability to make linebackers go and and cornerbacks go. What's he doing with his legs, which creates just enough separation to get the open receivers he needs, and those receivers are wide open all the time. You got you you did invest in it. You went and got Hollywood Brown, and I I don't agree. He's just a one trick pony. A lot of his damage has been done on slant routes and that kind of stuff. He does a lot of underneath work, um, and, and then you also invested in a guy in Travon Boykin who has a lot of upside, he's a rookie, he hasn't played much this year, but I think that's the guy that they're really going to want on the outside. And you, and we saw what they do with the the tight ends. It's just he's got so many things going on. This team is set up, and it's so young. There's a lot of a youth there, and, and they're set up to basically go, let's invest back in our defense again. And then it's going to be a rocking defense. Well, their
2: defense is already pretty good. Yeah, Yeah, well, they went and got
0: Marcus Peters, and all of Mm -hmm. a sudden they're like, we get an opportunistic guy that's going to get us a pick a game. And, whew, yeah, no, that defense looks good now.
2: All right, we got a break. Coming up next, uh, let's let's dive into the Seahawks. Are they as good as their record indicates? Uh, But apologies to Lamar Jackson. I was wrong. You're a lot of fun to watch. You're likely the MVP. That's really nice of you. Keep doing you. Keep doing you. All right, Seahawks, are they as good? Next on the fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. That was a short break. Woo. Right. All right. We're back. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk some Seahawks here as uh, they got Sunday Night Football tonight against the L.A. Rams. And Seattle has been one of the best teams in the NFL. They have. They are tied for first with the Niners, technically in first at the moment, but same record, ten and two with the Niners, who are currently tied at seven with the Saints in a very good early window game, by the way. But the question I have, and it's in some ways due to the point differential, in some ways, just watching almost every Seahawks can this year, are the Seahawks as good as their ten and two record indicates? I think the answer is no. I think Russell Wilson is as good as the 10-2 and two record indicates. I think he has been the sole reason they are 10-2. and two. But, and this is not new. This has been a thing the Seahawks have always done. But they play close games. They play up to their competition. They play down to their competition. Um, and they don't often look as dominant as I think they should based on the talent that they have on the field. Offensively, you've got... Oh, I, I don't want to put a number to it, but one of the better running backs in the league in Chris Carson and a good running game in general. You do have a top three quarterback in the NFL right now, top four quarterback in Russell Wilson. You've got Tyler Lockett, who is an incredible wide receiver. You've got DK Metcalf, although with the drop issues, has looked like a very good wide receiver. And, oh, don't forget, you got Josh Gordon now as your as your number three. No matter who you put at the tight end position, they succeed. The latest of which is uh, Oregon native Jacob Hollister, uh, who has been succeeding up there and replaced. He's like their third or fourth string tight end. Who's still catching passes. You go and get your Devion Clowney. He's been great this year, but part of me watching them just goes, man, you should be better like winning games by more being more dominant. Um, The Vikings game was a great comeback, right? Minnesota looked good in the first half, and you just you smoked them in the second half. It was touchdown, great defensive stop, touchdown, great defensive stop. You punted, but then got a uh, turnover on the punt, and it was just like it was perfect, right? It was a really, really good second half. The Eagles game was ugly, 17-9. You won it, but it was ugly. Um, obviously beat the Niners, which was a huge win. One by three. I'm not discounting that as a close win or anything. Buccaneers game, close game, win by six. Falcons game, close game, win by seven. Barely beat the Bengals early in the year. Barely beat the Steelers early in the year. Um, barely beat the Browns midway through the season. They always do this, but for a team that's 10-2 and two and that I think a lot of people are viewing as a top team in the NFC, I'm just a little bit nervous that when you consistently play good teams, which is what will happen in the playoffs, it will come back to bite you. So, yes, the Seahawks are good. Yes, Russell Wilson is an MVP candidate, although I think he has been usurped by... Lamar Jackson as the favorite. I just, want, I just wish they were better. They looked better, I should say. I wish they looked better.
1: See, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, think, I think this goes to show Russell Wilson's brilliance, to, to be honest. More than anything, um, you're seeing exactly how good this guy is and really where the holes are on the rest of his team. Um, you finally got a good run game, the best run game you've had since uh, beast mode. So that's good. You know, uh, Carson has been a, a really, really positive part of the offense. And I don't think people thought that was going to – I think it was Rashad Penny was supposed to be the guy. But who knew it would be Chris Carson. And he's played really well in that spot as as the number one guy. But then you mentioned the hodgepodge of, of tight ends that they've been able to have over the past little bit. Just anybody you throw in there is going to kind of work out. Um, you mentioned the fact that they finally got a number a number two, you know, or a number one because – First they didn't really have one, and then Lockett. Now he's down, or Lockett's still hurt? Lockett's out.
2: Uh, no, he played last week. He yeah, just didn't so get Lockett, a catch.
0: So Lockett was, you know, was out. He's for... he's
1: he's
2: sick, I think, right? Doesn't he have the flu? Isn't that why he was he not really? He just wanted
0: to go home and be in bed. Yeah. According to his uh, post game, oh, yeah, I get it. Okay, well, he had the flu. Yeah. Cool, man.
1: So yeah, so Lockett. Cool, and you man. Had, you had the flu, so yeah, cool. You had DK Metcalf, who's you know turning into a stud, but still really green and still has a lot to learn at at that point. And then the, <laughs> Josh Gordon, who's Josh Gordon, and we just don't know. How long he's gonna be able to be there and not be Josh Gordon? Well, he hasn't so, really made a huge impact yet. He, he does, you know, and and that's and that's kind of my you know issue. You know, Jadeveon Clowney has been one of those guys for years that we've said, man, much like you were talking about the whole Seahawks, man, you should be better. Like the fact that you're as big as you are, as strong and fast, like you should be way better than you know you are. And this defense still isn't the Legion of Boom. This still isn't that good, but yet and still, man, here they are. In the NFC, which is the let's be honest, is the tough division in football. The NFC and the NFC West, which is the hardest division in football. And here's the guy that is, just keeps running through it. Every year, there's a new team from the NFC uh, West that seems to be uh, at the top of the mountain. Last year is the Rams. A couple of years before that, it was the the Seahawks. Then before that, it was the same. It was the 49ers. But Russell Wilson is the only common denominator in all those. He's the one that's been there through all that. And he just continues to win. This team should not be 10 and 2. Let's just be real. And they should not this team should two. not be 10 and 2. They should be like they, eight and five. They should have, something. they should have lost that game against Pittsburgh, probably. Four, they probably should have lost that game against the Bengals. They probably should have lost that game against the Browns. But for whatever reason, number three just continues to push them forward. So I get like everybody's in love with Lamar Jackson, rightfully so. You know, he's for what he's been able to do on the ground and through the air. But at the end of the day, man, are you betting against Russell Wilson? Like, he's gotten to – I think for me, he's gotten to a point to where man, he's that's – that's as safe a bet as you're going to get is betting on Russell Wilson to win. He's – I mean, really? Wilson, Brady? Like, outside I'm not betting against them dudes. They just keep proving you wrong. Every single time you think they're down and out, they shouldn't do anything. The Seahawks weren't supposed to be in the playoffs last year. There they were. They weren't supposed to be in the playoffs the year the Legion of Bloom blew up. Man, there they were. Like, they, it just kind of keeps Frankly, happening. they probably
2: weren't supposed to be in the playoffs this year. But,
1: but, but yet, still, three weeks to the end of the season, and here we are. We're talking about Seattle Seahawks being 10-2. and two. There's, what, four 10-2 teams? Five 10-2 teams in the league right now? And they're one of them? That's crazy to me, considering that of, of, of all those five 10-2 teams, which are the Saints and the Pats and – The Pats, the, the Ravens, Saints, Ravens. Seahawks, Niners, yeah. The Seahawks are easily the worst of those five teams. Right I, now, I mean, the granted it the doesn't that worry you though it, it does it does. But at the same time, it's just kind of one of those things that this is why I would give him most valuable player because without Russell Wilson on that field, this is not happening. This is a lo- this is a uh, top five pick in the draft type of team. This is how bad they are if Russell Wilson isn't there.
0: I, I the, the the Seahawks are the quintessential team that plays down to their competition and plays up to their competition. Like any given Sunday, they're. They will let any team hang around, and they will hang around with any team. And when you have Russell Wilson on your team, that also gives you the ability to win any game any Sunday. The problem is when you get to the playoffs and you're letting teams hang around, that's when it do- that, that style of play doesn't work anymore because in the playoffs you have teams that you're not going to be able to just let them hang around week after right. week after week. We've seen this with teams like, I don't know, the Colts and Peyton Manning. When they had that killer offense but no defense and you finally get in the into the cold and you get into the in the playoffs and you you face elite, a really good defense week after week and eventually your offense sputters and, and you fail and so that's where i think the seahawks are set up to fail is mentally they just love to play whatever level of competition their their competition the but i game.
1: think the seahawks have the two of the most important aspects that any team Needs. If you're going down your checklist, man, for the most part, outside of maybe a couple, you have better coaching than everybody else. Check. Outside of everybody else in the NFC, you have the best coach in the NFC. Check. You can oh, check both w- of those one things of off. Them. Yeah. Who's I mean, a better Sean, NFC? Sean Payton. Sean Payton. You think he's a better coach than? Because I think Sean Payton has had has an amazing group of talent on his team that's been able. And, and last year had a pretty good defense. I think it's close, but I think him. Sean
2: Payton's a better coach.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm going to go ahead and give it to because we've seen the saints have some pretty bad seasons right we've seen them have some down seasons we've never seen pete carroll have a losing season never once in the same conference so i'm gonna go ahead and say pete carroll is the better coach and then you have the best quarterback in the nfc
0: well he did have a seven and nine season but he made it to the super bowl that year i mean not the super bowl but the the playoffs playoffs. yeah Yeah. Yeah. winning season you know you make it to the playoffs
1: that's a winning season in my book so i don't know i think russell wilson and we're, we're so used to seeing him win At this point, and he won so early in his career to where everything now is like, ah, well, you know. I mean, ten and two, like, and we're talking about are they as good as ten and two? I think I think that kind kind of goes to show. And I'm not a Seahawks fan by any stretch. You know, I can't stand Seahawks fans. Some of you guys are cool, but other than that, man, it's 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 one of those things, man. Like Seahawks irritate me but this dude number three is so much fun to watch
2: some texts on the better Today text line 55305 the seahawks aren't as good as their record a field goal and the Bengals win a full roster the niners win they have scraped by their costume jewelry they look shiny but they're worthless that's from brent that's
1: wow fair. That's, that's fair i
2: mean that's harsh but uh some of it is fair uh this one's i'm a huge seahawks fan they're a 10 and 2 team playing with 2 and 10 talent uh so okay so Seahawks fans are um being a little bit harsh on their own team—that's understandable. And you know, you watch them every single week, you get frustrated. But they shouldn't. You got to understand. That and this ca- this text so says they difficult. also had Zerline miss the game winner against the Rams. That's another game they probably should have lost. This
1: is this is a team that, for whatever reason, is just is just there. And when everyone thinks they're supposed to be down, we openly, everyone on this show openly picks against the Seahawks. Like you know, oh, the Rams are the team. The Rams are going to do it. And this year, it should be. The 49ers and yet yeah, and still it's the Seahawks. Seahawks are supposed to be the worst team in the NFC West. They end up being the best team or the second best team every year. It's crazy.
2: Coming up next, it is time for Hate It or Love It. Right. But first, Jesse has SportsCenter. Nope. Jesse has Sports Center. <laughs> Jesse has Sports Center. Yeah, Jesse has sports Center. Go. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. That music means it's time for Hate It or Love It. It's been a while, so there's probably a lot of stuff that's been uh, rolling around Jesse's brain of what we could talk about. So uh, what do you got for us on this uh, foggy Sunday morning?
0: All right. Well, um, yeah, I mean... There's some things going on in this brain. I don't know how how much of it's like, uh, you know, how much do we want to know about, yeah. right? But uh, well, I think what's going on in Carolina is actually really interesting. We were just talking about we were literally that just break. talking about that. Yeah, they're you know, fire fire Ron Rivera, which is as much as I dislike Ron Rivera, like he's actually a pretty good coach. Um, always has the team to play whether the talent's good or he's like. He's to me Pete Carroll light. He's not as he's not as fun on the he's, he's serious on the on the sidelines, but always has a good game plan. It seems you, you know. So, anyways, it's real interesting what's going on there now. They're talking about poaching execs from from Pittsburgh, um, and finally, there are also rumors of the Cam Train trade trade train. Cam, trade, Cam trains. Training. Yeah, yeah. So, trade, trains. trains. Um, the train of, to Christmastown. Gaining a little bit of momentum on whether, you know. Uh, now, what you've seen from Kyle Allen, he's had some moments, but really, you know, that's not your future there. Love or hate? The Carolina Panthers should not trade Cam.
2: Um, No, they should trade Cam. Uh, that's going to be a hate. I think... And this is—it has not, a lot less to do with Cam Newton, although I have a feeling Cam Newton's been injured beyond being a really serviceable quarterback. Um, the foot injury, the shoulder injury, the foot injury happened twice. The shoulder injuries happened two or three times now. I'm not sure Cam Newton's ever going to be the same quarterback that he was when he was the MVP in this league. Uh, and that was, was a very special quarterback. Um, I think what the Panthers are doing is their new owner, who has been there for just two years now, is finally going let me bring my guys in right he kept almost everybody who was there when he took over the job he was a partial owner of the pittsburgh uh the pittsburgh steelers i almost said the pittsburgh penguins like this was the nhl a uh, partial owner of the pittsburgh steelers he wants to bring in some steelers guys because those are the guys that he trusts from when he worked there uh and i think i think they might give kyle allen the shot to be the quarterback moving forward now i know he hasn't been a world beater necessarily but Kyle Allen's looked really good in a lot of the games he's played now he's had some clunkers too he's not like a star quarterback or anything but um he's proven himself to be a viable starter in this league this year I think and Cam Newton's super expensive and I think you're gonna find um a bunch of teams would be willing to try to take the risk on Cam Newton at a cheaper price so trade him let him uh, get some value for him while you can. Kyle Allen might be the guy next year. Maybe draft a guy and see if you can kind of train him a little bit under your, your new coach. I think it's a good time to reset if you're the Panthers. So,
1: um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love it as well. Uh, I love Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton is a talented uh, NFL player. Um, but I think it's time for him to have a, a fresh start with the new team. And I think that could be good for everybody. So so long they've been under this uh, Ron Rivera, Cam Newton uh, regime since 2011. And it's. I also worked. think
2: Rivera is a good coach, by
1: the yeah, way. Yeah, Rivera is a, a, a very good coach. You know, Rivera, I don't believe should have been fired. I think there's other things that they should have, have done in between there. You're looking at a guy who is what? Uh, 73 and or 76 and uh, 63 for his career. He's been to an NFC championship game, he's been to a Super Bowl, uh, he's been named coach of the year. He's got been to the playoffs uh, four of the seven years that he's been, or four of the nine years that he's been there. So, he's somebody that's at least shown that he knows how to win, he's shown he knows how to put together a, a pretty good defense, you know, and that was a thing that Carolina could really hang their hat on. Unfortunately for Carolina, they ran into a lot of injuries. They ran into a Luke Kuechly injury for a long time that kept that defense looking uh, weird. They had some really weird injuries with some, uh, with some receivers and guys like Devin Funches and some other ones that never really got a chance to really blow, but They still had Cam, and he was still able to do stuff. There's a lot to be said for a quarterback that can just fall forward and get you two or three additional yards every time they do something. There's going to be a lot of teams, I'm looking around, there's a lot of teams in the NFL in the market for a quarterback. How many of those guys want to take a gamble on a first-round, second-round quarterback who may be a project and may have to learn how to play the NFL game, as opposed to taking somebody like Cam Newton, who's uh, who's been an MVP of the league, somebody who's played in a Super Bowl. So I think it's a good thing for both parties to kind of part ways now. But uh, if you're trading Cam Newton, that price tag is going to be steep.
0: All right. Uh, moving on. Um, let's stick with the NFL. We do have a college football question here, uh, but we'll stick with the NFL. And uh, this one, I'm sorry, uh, has probably a little bit of, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's about the Broncos. Sorry there, buddy. Sorry. It's, it's, it's about the Broncos and their <laughs> quarterback situation. And they've they just, like, what they were doing all year with Drew Locke was absolutely crazy. Uh, they put him on IR in, like, week three of the preseason when you only had like, basically a four or five-week injury. Don't take him off IR. They don't want to give him practice reps. And then they're like, well, we don't know if he's going to be a starter because we don't, you know, he's not practicing. And then they're like, oh, we'll give him half the reps and then we'll let him start. Just absolutely crazy. So then he comes out, does what he did last week, which was a great first half, nothing in the second half. But uh, he's already thrown a touchdown on the road in Houston to rookie Noah Fant. So he's off to a good hot start. SEC like leader and touchdown passes thrown. Like dudes like legit throwing touchdowns. Love or hate. Broncos found their future at quarterback.
2: Hate. Absolutely hate it. Um <laughs> The, the reason the Broncos did what they did with Drew Locke as weird as it was is because they didn't believe Drew Locke was actually going to be good enough. John Elway drafted Drew Locke because he was like, oh, we need another quarterback just in case the Joe Flacco thing doesn't work out. So here's going to be a guy that maybe we get lucky with. No, you're not going to get lucky with. I watched Drew Locke in the preseason. He looked horrific. Last week in the second half, he looked horrific. He was great in the first half. Yeah, he looked good. Yeah, he had some good stats. He's not a terrible quarterback. He's better than Brandon Allen. But let's talk... You want to talk about better than Brandon Allen? That means you're better than like the third worst quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> so, no, he's not your future. Um I think you've seen enough from him that he is a guy who is maybe a serviceable backup. He can come in, he can he can help out if you get a guy who's injured, he can, you know, maybe just be a guy who for a couple of drives if a guy's out temporarily just doesn't have the team fall off a cliff. But from what I've seen the last few weeks, I don't think Drew Lock is anything special. Um, and I think you do have a chance this year to find a quarterback who is special and you have to try to take that chance. If you're Denver, it actually makes me sad when I watch the Broncos win right now, cause they want them to have the best chance to get the best quarterback that they can in the NFL draft. Although as I, as I said uh, earlier in the show, I don't know if I believe in Justin Herbert and you know who screams Justin Herbert, John Elway and the Denver Broncos. <laughs> yeah, he loves them. He loves tall white quarterbacks who can throw the ball really far. And all those guys have Doesn't failed. everyone? Brock Osweiler. <laughs> Paxton Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't love it. I don't love Drew Locke. Uh, Jesse unpo- apparently does because he gave me like one point that entire round. I got I- I- three.
0: I, I-, <laughs> <laughs> I-, I, have I didn't to necessarily gr- agree with any of the points that I gave you points for, by the way. That's that's my job is to try to be unbiased. That's, well, that's nice of me. <laughs> I-, I have
1: to agree with Lynch. I-, I I hate this as well. We get caught up, in, especially in football, with a guy coming in and winning a game, and all of a sudden, oh is he God. the future? Is he the guy that we're going to move forward with? No. He's someone that you had no film on that came in and had a really good game in his first game. I can't remember the the, the quarterback's name from the Lions who had a great game on, on Thanksgiving. That was David, Blau. No, David, Blau. David Blau. Yeah, Blau. Blau. Yeah, David Blau. And, you know, I think they're, Blau, oh, my him. gosh, is he going to be the one to come in and take over for Matthew Stafford? No, he's not going to be that guy. And much like Drew Locke isn't going to be the guy. Now, mind you, Drew Lock could be. And I think it's just a matter of making sure you're patient with him. Do not take last week's win as as gospel. You know what I'm saying? He has to be able to work through some things. That was his first start. In his first start, he threw 134 yards, had a 45.8 QBR in his, in, in his first start. So that's not super great as far as, you know, a quarterback and what you want them to do. He did throw a pick, but he did throw two touchdowns. So I understand being excited for your new guy, but at the same time, uh, understand, this is a process. I think uh, Brock Osweiler won some games too for Peyton Manning, and everybody thought that he was going to be the future. Two games later, he was benched, and we never heard from Brock Osweiler again. So it's just one of those things, man. So Brock Osweiler. Brock, I can't remember his name. Brock Osweiler. You know, you can't even exactly can't even remember his name all the way. That's that's how short of a stint that he had as the starter. In Denver, because some guys haven't, some guys don't. We just have to wait and see if Drew Locke actually had it. He was a very good quarterback in Missouri, but a lot of people were really good quarterbacks in college.
0: I disagree. I just basically, I'm just flat out just going to let you know, I saw a lot of little things that I really liked that I haven't seen from quarterbacks from Denver last It's the little things. I mean, the touchdowns were nice, but it was the little things. I'll tell you all about it later because we don't have the time right now. Uh, and then finally, uh, final Oregon will play in the playoff within the next three years.
2: Yeah. I'll love that. Um, Oregon's recruiting has been top-notch. They have been getting a couple of five-star guys. They they were able to get Kayvon Thibodeau, who was the number one defensive end in the country last year. Uh, they were just able to lock up Penny Sewell's brother, Noah Sewell, who is the number one inside, line, inside linebacker? Outside linebacker? I so. uh, number one linebacker in the country. And... They're in on all these top guys now. And as long as they get that talent, the gap between them and the rest of the Pac-12 will continue to grow. And it gives them a lot of room for error if they play poorly. They just will have the talent to be able to kind of come back and win those games. And if you see anything about the Pac-12 these last few years, it cannibalizes itself. But you know who didn't cannibalize this year was Oregon. Yeah, they lost Arizona State. That was a, a bad loss. But they finished with one loss in the conference. They dominated Utah. They dominated USC. The only loss they had was Arizona State. So they're in a good place. I think Tyler Shuck has shown enough in the, in the couple of times he's come in as the backup that he he might not be Justin Herbert, but he's going to be a good quarterback for them. Um, and the offensive line is graduating, which is a big deal, but she's still got depth there, too. That's the great thing about great recruiting is you have depth. So, yes, the Oregon will make the college football playoff in the next few years.
1: Uh, <clears throat> love. Uh, Oregon should have made the college football playoff this year. You know, outside of a, 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 bad, a really bad loss to Arizona, I think most people expected Oregon to lose to Auburn. I certainly did. And then they came out in the first half and they were dominant and they just couldn't hang on in the second half. You're looking at a team that all of a sudden has taken kind of an SEC mentality as far as the way they recruit. We're going to recruit big guys up front to be able to move the ball. Uh, the the running backs aren't going to be so much flashy, but more that more than that durable, and guys are going to be able to kind of punch it over and over and over again and they're looking to slow things down this isn't that same spread offense Oregon guys where you, you're you going to get a bunch of kids from California that run 4 2 now all of a sudden you're getting that big guy from Alabama, you're getting that kid from Florida, you're getting that kid from New Jersey who just happens to be you know the best defensive end in the country he decides to go to Oregon so yes give it another couple of years, I, expe- I fully expect them to go undefeated next year barring something silly, I'm not sure exactly what they have coming in for their offensive line but I I know the recruits that they have had have been really impactful. So I think the Ducks will definitely make the college football playoff, not this year, then definitely next year.
2: My mic is off. The only problem is that they are consistently scheduling tough now. Like they've got a home and home with Ohio State coming up. They've got a cup of Georgia, I think they got as well. So they're going to have some tough early season games, which could obviously put a damper on that if they do not win that game. He doesn't get points for that, right? No, I just okay. I'm talking and okay. now so silently watching.
0: You, you're silently watching Drew Locke tear apart this Houston secondary. That's what you're watching. You're not watching so, him tear it apart. Well, not so, not so hard. It's not
2: a very, not tearing a tearing it apart. It's not a very difficult thing to do. You, there, you Jesse. see that?
0: You see that? Pa- that I saw that, that, that pass the sideline on the Tim Patrick. That yeah. was awesome. The the t- the pass to Noah Fant. Oh, I can have dude. 200
1: yards dude. against them right now.
0: Dude, the arm talent. No, the arm talent. uh, uh uh, how'd Tom Brady do last week, bro? Tom, Tom Brady? Tom Brady's 50. Tom, Tom Brady could throw a ball farther than All you right. ever will be able to throw a That's ball right true. now. not true. I can throw
2: a ball clear over the mountains. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle Rico. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. Oh.
1: my Jesse in there.
2: I mean, that was a pretty easy touchdown pass. Yeah. Does any, it any matter? four touchdown any, passes. We're not going to give
1: him any credit more for anything. touchdown any. He's passes in today. his first two
2: Jesse, weeks Jesse, Jesse, you have to realize something. The more and more that you fawn over him, the more we're just going to keep hating him just dude, for fun. <laughs>
0: dude, look at uh, – you know how many times Joe Flacco threw for two touchdown passes this whole season? Like dude, twice. this guy so leaps and bounds better than he is. And we're – Flacco's
2: 52. That's not saying much. All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, we'll wrap up this bad boy. <laughs> this is Football Sunday on the Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. So the Niners' defense is struggling with uh, Drew Brees quite I'm a bit.
1: Sh- I'm struggling with the fact that I didn't know that I lost until I the, didn't know I won started. until the
2: music played. Yeah, we kind of forgot to do that wow. part because Jesse was fawning over okay over cool. uh, himself, uh, Drew Locke. everyone's new favorite quarterback,
0: my new favorite quarterback. <laughs> I mean,
2: but I, it's it's twenty to. They closed the score. It's like 2013 Saints over the Niners right now, early in the second quarter. So the Niners defense having some trouble with, uh, with Drew Brees. It's interesting. No, yeah, that's that's Because they played pretty well against Lamar
1: Jackson. Yeah, Lamar is, uh, they got up to play for Lamar Jackson. It looks like everybody, nobody wants to look stupid uh, uh, because of Lamar Jackson. It seems like he's doing a good job of making guys look really Madden 0-4-ish. You know, with with Michael Vick playing quarterback, it looks, it, he looks untouchable.
2: Ravens are leading the Bills ten nothing, for what it's worth. Uh, not been the best game so far for Lamar Jackson. Does have twenty seven yards on the ground, twenty three through the air, but a touchdown pass to second string tight end Nick Boyle. Um, but yeah, I'm just I was just remarking over the fact that the Niners had given up over twenty points in one quarter. That was pretty crazy, that's, considering how good the defense. That's has awesome. Been.
1: I would I would love to see the Niners lose today. You know, it's just one of those things. I don't, my grandfather was a huge 49ers fan and my family's from California. And so 49ers, Lakers, please believe uh, Rams. I've been hearing it a lot for the past little bit, man. So um, I, I need all these teams to lose. So I don't have to hear anything else. About and,
2: and you know why the NFL is great? Because the Broncos are leading the Texans 21 nothing. The Broncos are nowhere near as good as the Texans are. But any given Sunday, any team can win. They got a quarterback now. Any given Sunday. Got a quarterback. Any team can win. That's all it takes. Quarterback. Man. It's just, it's one, like there are certain teams that are always elite, right? And like, oh, yeah, okay, they'll win, right? That team will win. But uh, Suk says this all the time, and I, and I really never really put much thought into it. It's just, I thought it was something he said, but it's true. The NFL is built for teams to go eight and eight, it is built for you to finish 500. Yeah. And. I know that sounds so obvious, but when you watch it every single week and you watch as many games as you as you try to do, um it's like it's just so apparent how the NFL makes teams. It's a grinding season. There's travel, it's injuries, there's random Thursday games, it's bad weather. And it's like, man, any team can win any single Sunday. Even even in games like this uh like let's say the Saints were playing the Bengals right now. They would be like fourteen point favorites. The well, Bengals it, would still have a chance to win that game, and that's the reason we don't see undefeated teams anymore. When was the last undefeated team we saw it was
1: seventy two? That's been a little, kind of a long time ago. Should have been you guys. Well, yeah, I it mean, sh- should have been, but I mean, hey, nobody thought the Giants would be the team to dethrone the Patriots, and like you said, it's any given
0: Sunday. You never know. Nothing will get a coach. Fired quicker in this league other than parody. Look at what happened to, to Ron Rivera this week. They, oh, they are, they're not even a, that they're not even a good team, and they're like, we should beat this team. Oh, you lost to Washington. You're fired. Like parody gets people fired in this league because there's so much parody.
2: Mike Evans hamstring injury out for the rest of the game. Did catch a touchdown though on the play that he hurt his hamstring. So at least you got some points from that. All you Mike Evans fantasy owners, including Jesse in the other room, as he. Reacted as if his puppy died when Mike Evans got hurt.
0: Bad for next week. Bad bad for next week for the, the a lot of people uh, who are trying to make it, you know, past the semifinals. Yep. Bad, bad. That's bad. All right,
2: we'll be back next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Let's Shop Tire podcast will be online if you missed any of the show. Good luck in your fantasy playoffs if you're in them, and good luck to your teams and good luck with your bets. This is the fan.